Dude, you gotta hear this. Hear this. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. All right, welcome back. Got some uh, HTO Brew House coffee this morning, Tommy. It is launch day for the Brew House out at HTO East. That's our you know, life outside of radio here and TV. Later in the day, we've got these businesses, and we've been excited to launch coffee. It's really, really good, and we want to give you a chance to try it out. We'll give away a couple of free uh, brew house drinks right now. Jad's got some of those for you. We'll do that to our first caller here as we continue our conversation on Wichita State. So first caller, 869-1240. You'll get a couple of brew house drinks. Uh, we'll do that again in the next hour. Also give away some hockey tickets in the next hour. So uh, win now, and somebody can win in the next hour as well. All right, Tommy. So this Mark Turgeon story, again, you catch us up to what you saw there, who's got it, and, and how much we need to be paying attention. So Jeff Borzello from ESPN uh, posted this yesterday uh, talking about the the coaching carousel in college basketball, who's on the hot seat, you know, we, that time of year where it's happening and speculation is is going crazy. Uh, what I thought was interesting, interesting, by the way, is that Wichita State was listed all the way down at the very bottom about other jobs to keep an eye on. But there was no mention of like Isaac Brown in the category of on the hot seat or anything. Now, again, that's a national publication. It's ESPN, whatever, like take that for what you will. But in the, the segment about Wichita State, uh, it did mention that one landing spot uh, for Mark Turgeon could be Wichita State. Of course, Turgeon was the former coach for Wichita State uh, in the early 2000s. I think 2000 to 2007 was when he was uh, with the Shockers, took them to the Sweet 16 in 2006, went on to coach at Texas A&M and then Maryland. Uh, he's been out of coaching ever since he left Maryland, uh, what, about a year ago? A little over a year ago is when he stepped down. And yeah. so that's interesting. I don't know how much credence you, you put into that, how much um, – you know, authority you give to that, but I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. He obviously has a rich history at Wichita State. Um, I, I'm trying to catch myself up on his recruiting uh, over the last handful of years, and it's been pretty good, and he's done a pretty good job with the transfer portal. Um, so that part of it would be intriguing. I think he would interest the fan base but he left once and I, I don't know what that means you know and that doesn't mean anything necessarily um a return you know those kinds of return stories can be good it would it be one that is a home run swing big i think it's possible i i don't know if it is for me but i wasn't here during the mark turgeon times you know i was here for the greg marshall time i know that that was sell out every night, you know, with a bit hottest ticket in town, everybody's into it. I don't know if it was that way with Mark Turgeon, so I'd defer on that a little bit. Um, I think it probably was, but I'll defer. And so I don't know if that possibility excites me. I'd be more curious to know what other Shocker fans would think about that sort of a return. Um, but it's certainly interesting, and, and you also have to know more about why it ended at Maryland, too. I mean, that's important in that, too. And and I don't know if Jeff Borzell is just saying that because it would make sense to him or if he's saying that because he's heard something. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's the other right. part of that, that that we don't know. 
Yeah, I, I like Mark Turgeon. I was here when Mark Turgeon was the coach at, at Wichita State. I, I felt like he was kind of the guy to get the Shockers back on the right track. It had been really bad for a long time in the 90s. And Mark Turgeon came in, of course, you know, former Jayhawk, uh, but came in, coached for seven years, took them to the Sweet 16, got them back into kind of uh, the, the national spotlight somewhat. Of course, they were in the Missouri Valley at that time, and they were considered a, you know, a, a mid-major darling, I guess, during that Sweet 16 run. I believe that was the same year that George Mason went to the Final Four, but don't quote me on that. Regardless, though, uh, you know, he he did well enough where he got bigger offers and went off to Texas A&M and, and then to Maryland. I believe he left Maryland because he had a dispute with the athletic director. They didn't get along, uh, ultimately stepped down there, and uh, he's been out of coaching. I think that would be, if you want to make a big splash, I think that would be a big splash. Uh, I don't I don't know how big of one, but I think it would be, I think it would be big, but I'm not sold that that's the right choice right now. I, I don't know that answer because, I, again, I want to know. I, I'm with Kevin Saul. If he really is waiting till after the season, which I think he is for a lot of reasons, I, I'm with that theory. Let's see how this plays out, and let's see what players are sticking around or going. That, that's what I want to know. And then and then we can have the conversation. If everybody leaves, then then it's probably a difficult com- conversation. But if, but if guys stay, yeah. then I don't know. I don't know. 869-1240. Uh, we're going to get to the rest of the college basketball world. We'll look ahead to a Big 12 weekend. Uh, we want to talk a little bit more about the Fred Van Vliet donation thing and how important that is for Wichita State, too, outside of the conversation we've been having for this hour. Another giveaway coming up as well in the second hour. We're halfway home on a Friday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor. We'll be right back.